Darcy Waldegrave, Sports Talk host, is with me right now. Hey, Darcy. Do you lie on the on your back and, and scratch the little mouse when you get your catnip? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> but get, get the, the catnip bush, thanks. and when they when they thanks actually the hit the tree, they just lie and they fall and they stick their face and just go to sleep. It's so funny. That, it is like it's marijuana for cats, isn't it? <laughs> it's bizarre. It is quite weird behaviour. <laughs> hey, the all-white squad has been named. Anybody missing? Anybody included? That's a surprise. Um, well, Michael Wood isn't there. One of the goalkeepers. Um, he was third choice anyway, but he had a, a pretty bad run of it of recent times in the national jersey, doing some um, more. Not performing to the best of his ability, I suppose. That would be the one. That That's a big one. Um, we've got um, old De Jong is not involved either, but he was on the peripheral because it's so big, though, uh, Heather. It's a, it's a massive squad. It's kind of hard to for anybody to miss out. But what we like about it is that we've uh, got a couple of the old school. Marco Rojas is making a return. So that's the first time he's been involved in this national side for for a couple of years now. Been playing really well for Melbourne Victory. Uh, Michael Boxall is also back. He's a defensive dude. He's back involved. Sapreet Singh isn't going to be there, though. He's had a groin injury for the last few months over in Germany, so he's not been signed on the dotted line. And we've got our fingers crossed around... uh, uh, whether we can get Chris Wood involved or not as well. But it's a fairly large squad, uh, to say that. They've got a couple of games. They're playing Peru on the 5th of June. They've got another to-be-announced uh, international friendly behind closed doors on the Thursday. Then Tuesday the 14th is when they take on Costa Rica for the FIFA World Cup inter- Intercontinental Playoff. Nice. Uh, I see the Ronas sweeping through the Chiefs. How many of them have come down with it? Hundreds. <laughs> 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 and their support staff. Now, I'm, I haven't got an exact number, but they reckon they're about a field of team up against the force. They're not overly concerned about it. But it's the second wave for them. Yeah. And I suppose that's the nature of it, isn't it? You're reading more and more stories about this, this second wave uh, coming through. And I suppose in a, in a sport like rugby, when you expose yourself like you do, um, it's going to be Hey, just yeah. out of interest, how because one of the things that's emerging about the long COVID is that often, well, it seems to be the consensus now, I think, that how you tip yourself from just standard COVID into long COVID is that you start exercising too quickly. And some of the medical advice from some GPs is to wait six weeks before you go back to exercising. What are these rugby teams, these professionals doing? Um, I don't know. I've just found it. It's about, they reckon about eight or nine players not involved. But that's a really yeah. good point because I don't think there's enough work being done into the effects of long COVID. You hear some players, netballers and the like, coming out and going, you know what, I've been the same since I got it. And yeah. maybe I got onto it too quick. But I think like with all of the situation with COVID over the last couple of years, people are very much on the seat of their pants working out how it's going to affect them long term. And if you look at athletes that are relying on that top 1% or 2% of aerobic fitness to make that difference and they're getting hit by this and it's wiping them out 10, 15%, it could actually be quite um, quite destructive on a lot of yeah. people's careers, especially individuals. I'm going to come back to this very quickly because we don't have a lot of time, but I find it interesting that uh, research suggests, suggests 78% of Kiwis have witnessed or experienced homophobia in sport. That doesn't surprise me, does it you? Uh, no, 78%. I suppose if you hear it when you're in sideline, I mean even yeah. Marcelo Montoya of recent times who got uh, stood down for a few weeks after uttering a homophobic slur on the pitch. We all heard that. So I suppose when you look at uh, across the divide, a lot of us would have heard that kind of behaviour. And it's not unusual. No. Uh, and I think that we're talking about this because NZR have um, put support behind in- inclusion in rugby. They've joined the Pride Pledge. 
So it's basically a way of them saying, look, this is a safe place. Come and play your rugby with us. We're going to recognise and understand where you come, what you do, who you are, and we're not going to um, we're mm. not going to climb into you over it as well. And this is also on the back of a number of conversations coming out recently about when will we see the first gay or black and how big a story uh, that it's going to be. In a perfect world, it's not a story at all. Uh, yeah. There was a, a comment made, um, someone wearing, a, a male wearing uh, nail polish at a recent media event, and one of the purposes involved said, oh, is, is, is he batting for the other team? Oh, uh, and, and a colleague of mine turned around and said, there's only one teammate, and went back to what he was doing. And that's true. We're all <laughs> humans. Just being a cool kid. End, yeah. end hey, of story. Darcy, thanks so much, man. Darcy Waldegrave, Sports Talk host. He'll be on 7 o'clock tonight.